Welcome to Bulletproof Faith. Good morning to everybody out there listening. Hope you're having a great Tuesday and uh, hope everything is well in your world. We're coming back to you today with a little bit of a strange topic, but I think it's important for us to note as Christians. I think it's important for us to recognize and kind of pick through some of the things that our culture and our world around us, our media around us, tells us are important. Right, Jordan? I mean, we we have to do some hard work sometimes to figure out what is correct and um, what is loving and what's the right response to things. So today... I want to talk to you about the con of empathy. Mm. Hmm. Now, (laughs) just just right off the top when I say that, what are you thinking about? When I think of empathy, I think of like, I'm putting myself in their shoes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, I think that's a good thing for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. But I think what has happened in the last, I don't know, 10 years maybe, I'd say, is everybody talks about empathy and how it's so important like as if it's the the pinnacle of values mm-hmm. that any human being can have mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I did make some notes here that I was going to read this article called the empathy gap fix from the Washington Post and uh, I'm, I'm actually not gonna spend time going through that but uh, because there are some good things in it. Like, we should be able to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and, sure. and think what something might be like, right? Um, but there's a problem, too. And um, this article is just an example of how our culture and everyone, you know, it, everybody that has some sort of voice, news organizations or whatever, mm-hmm. talks about. Um, empathy, like it's the most important thing. It's the best thing since sliced bread, and forgetting about sympathy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like it's like it's sort of like the higher level of of enlightenment or yeah. whatever, True. right? Yeah. And so that is a problem because we need to we need to know and understand both. All right, and I would actually argue that sympathy is more important to the Christian than empathy is. Interesting. Okay. okay. So I'll break this down for you. But um, first, let's talk about the difference between the two, empathy mm-hmm. versus sympathy. All right, empathy, the ability to understand someone else's position or emotion or response, um, also defined as the ability to feel what someone is feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when you said putting yourself in someone else's shoes, that's, sure. that's the general idea. Yeah. Sympathy, feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Okay, so you you feel sorry for someone because of what they're going through, what they're in, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I would argue that sympathy in in our modern context has kind of received the the CRT treatment, like the critical theory treatment. Okay. Where everything has turned into a problem of oppression or some sort of bigotry or race or you're, you're some type of phobe. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, 
so I've seen examples where people will say that feeling sympathy for somebody is demeaning hmm. or that's bigoted or you're looking down upon them because of their situation. Right? So where, where that's not necessarily true. Sure. But if you're looking for oppression, if you're looking to be a victim, you can find a way. You know what I mean? So that's where I've seen it kind of go too far um, in reactions toward the concept of sympathy with an S. Um, and now everybody that has a voice or everybody that's at least in the progressive or the woke crowd, right, they seem to laud empathy as the best value and the best response for for people, and so it's turned in. It's gone so far that it's turned into empathy is is good. Sympathy is actually wrong. Like you should not do that. Mm. Okay. Now here's why that doesn't work. Where sympathy says, "Man, I, I see this poor soul struggling, and I feel sorry for them." Empathy says. I need to try to feel this for myself. You're, so, example, you're sad about your, your dog dying. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, even though I'm not a dog person, just an example. I'm going <laughs> to be sad with you, right? You, you want to do that. Um, but where empathy might um, drive one into their feelings, sympathy might drive you to action to to actually step in and help yeah and so here's how this plays out this is um, from an article written by Joe Rigney and he says the danger of empathy is immersion in the pain and suffering of another if a sufferer is sinking in quicksand an empathetic helper may attempt to jump in with both feet a sympathetic helper, on the other hand, will step into the quicksand with keeping one foot planted firmly on the shore. Sympathy lays hold of something sturdy outside the pit in order to provide an anchor so that we can better help the one in the quicksand. Okay, so his, he's saying you're, you're walking through the desert, you see somebody sinking in quicksand. The sympathetic response is, oh my goodness, I feel sorry for this person. I see what, what they're in. Let's get them out. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not going to change my position. I'm going to reach in and pull them out to my position, right? Where empathy says, well, I've got to get down in the pit and feel what this person is feeling, you know? And then now you're both trapped. Yeah. Okay? So that's the trap of empathy and why it doesn't work. Now, let's, I used an example earlier of a dog dying. Um, so let's go back to that. You've got a friend that's sad because the dog died. Okay, you can be sad too. You can you can weep with them, right? Um, but what if they are wallowing in pity for weeks and they're about to lose their job because they won't get off the couch? Mm. All right, it's time to forget the empathy and it's time to step in and help them. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. So... Um, that's, that's, I think, the, the big distinction between the two. Now, other problems, I think it can actually lead us into sin or the acceptance of sin. Mm-hmm. I've seen where some progressive Christian writers, and 
Jordan, we should note for the audience, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. That, yeah, um, they, they have said that sympathy discourages connection while empathy encourages connection. And that empathy is better because it withholds judgment. The problem is this, though. Aren't there some times where some level of judgment should be levied? Mm. Absolutely. Sure. Right? Yeah. We don't want to be so empathetic, so tolerant, that we become tolerant or accepting of sin. Okay? And so that's where this really plays into where I think it's most important is in discussions of worldview. And we talk about it all the time on this show, but when it comes to a lost soul, a a lost human being who is made in the image of God and has dignity and value and worth because of that, this is so important. When your worldview has proven to crash and burn, and we see this, you know, all the time. People suffering the the consequences of, you know, having a a naturalist or just any, you know, incorrect mm-hmm. uh, or debaucherous, you know, worldview. Should we empathize with them? I mean, maybe to some degree, but really, the the proper response is sympathy. For them. Yeah, you could make the hard argument that, and uh, emails and comments on this episode should be interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, what? I've given up on um, pleasing everybody yeah, these days. It's, so. it's not, not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think you're on to something, um, especially those Christians that, uh, you know, uh, you might still be getting uh, foods that were meant for a baby, right? You're not matured yet in your faith. Yeah. Right, so if you're still uh, feeding on milk instead of solid spiritual food, that's going to help your growth be more and more like Jesus. And you use the empathy technique, and you jump in feet first, both feet, as, as your example, into a certain situation that is very sinful. You are much more apt to accept their worldview and be in their worldview than you are the Christian worldview at that point. Yep. Say, so, uh, you know, both can be okay. Yeah. So you've got, I think you've got a solid point. Well, and, and uh, you know, so we talked about earlier, there's there's times when you should judge. So, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't and remember. people don't want to hear that. No. But it's the... And I, I don't remember uh, the exact reference, but I think it's in First Corinthians where um, I, I think it's Paul says, you... Um, it, when you're talking about judging, we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about people inside the church yeah like you know we we should be quick to call each other out for sin and mm-hmm. you know because these are hey you're you're saying hey there brother who's sitting uh down the row from me mm-hmm. we confess the same things you know we we uh we obey this scripture um we we confess jesus as mm-hmm. savior uh we confess obedience to the lord okay but um i saw you out on a date with someone who's not your wife the other mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Should should we should we say, well, you know, I, I wonder what uh, was going on in his life that drove him to that? It, um, no, and make it okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. It, you know, I guess I guess since he was he was feeling a lot of stress at work, Jordan. So I guess you know yeah, that's 
it's probably you know I'm going to put myself in his shoes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's 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 a clear sin, and so yeah, that that scripture talks about there's a different level of judgment for you know people who are inside the church, and yeah. you're supposed to call them out. Where it's it's different when you're talking about the pagans, mm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, mm. you should still call them to truth and everything else, but there's a different level of judgment there. Yeah. And um, so, yes, you. There are times where we absolutely should judge, and I think you need to. If if you're so focused on, if you've been so brainwashed by the media and the articles and uh, the psychology professors and uh, the school guidance counselors and everybody else that you have to be empathetic in every single situation, mm-hmm. no matter what. I think there's there's error in that, mm-hmm. real error in that. Were you, uh, so in college, did was this word beat into your head? I don't really we think cert- so. I certainly had it. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Empathy yeah, may, maybe empathy. I just don't remember. It's been so yeah. long. Ago. Yeah, that's true. Same here. But I, I do recall that empathy, empathy, empathy. Yeah. Which again, empathy is not. It, it is not a. It is that's certainly not a bad thing when used correctly. Yeah. In in and of itself, it's not bad. But no, like, no, absolutely. When not. when you when it triumphs over every other possible feeling that you can have, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah, and so in trouble for sure. Yes. And so. Back to worldview, which, like, mm-hmm. you know, almost everything yep. goes back to. Mm-hmm. When someone has totally crashed and burned, you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, we can we can empathize with them for a little bit, but really we feel sorry for them. Sure. Um, and so, yes, to some degree, empathy is good, but there are times when sympathy is the better response. Sure. Especially when it relates to matters of worldview. Mm-hmm. Um we don't Agree. jump down into their worldview. We don't jump down into their quicksand pit. Mm-hmm. Rather, we look for ways to pull them out. Yeah, I would. I would rather someone call me judgmental or uh, what, whatever, rather than me accepting of their worldview because I'm so empathetic. I'm gonna. Yeah, jump down in there with them. Mm-hmm. So, no, we're uh, we're called to tell the truth, and we should share it with people. And that's in an attempt to save them. That's that's to help them, and that's not to sit in their pit yeah. with them. Um, so, if you know that someone's future, because of their beliefs, is separation from God in an eternal hell. Is the response to empathize with them? Hmm. No. Ultimately, your sympathy should drive you to action <coughs> because you care for that person and because that's what we're called to do. Yeah. So that is, is one way that I think this is wrong. And, and again, I would say empathy drives you to feeling. Sympathy drives you to action. Now... Since this has been talked about a lot, is this biblical? What does the Bible say about this? Interesting, the Greek word is uh, sympatheo, or sympathizo, uh, shows up twice in the New Testament, and they're both in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 4.15 
and Hebrews 10.35. Now, when you look at the definition of that Greek word, it's clearly talking about sympathy. Now, I will say, like, the, the definitions and stuff, can the lines can kind of be blurry, just as mm-hmm. it is even, you know, today between yeah. empathy and sympathy. Sure. But it, it is talking about it, um, and it encompasses some of the main ideas of empathy. Um, you know, Christ felt what we feel, uh, especially, you know, when it's talking to, talking about Hebrews 4.15, um, things like that. Um, but what's really interesting, though, is... Some translations actually state it as empathize. Mm. You know, we, we don't have a, a, a Christ that can't empathize with us, not mm. rather than Interesting. sympathize. Okay. So, um, and I, I think honestly, I think that's probably the impact of modern culture where people would prefer that definition rather than sympathize Hmm. but it involves having compassion for being struck with the compassion for a person and um that's the definition it's it's being struck with compassion for a person and so the reality is this both are biblical both are biblical you know, Romans twelve fifteen says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. First mm-hmm. Corinthians twelve twenty six says, uh, so if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Uh first so those two I would say are, you know, kind of more in the empathy. Sure. Uh well how about first Peter three eight? To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly kind-hearted and humble in spirit literally sympathetic yeah um but the point is we can't accept the common societal narrative that empathy trumps all Mm. and every scenario calls for for empathy rather than sympathy we can't fall for the lie that sympathy means you are bigoted or you're looking down on someone it has nothing to do with that rather our feeling and our compassion towards someone else should drive us to action. And that's why I say sympathy is actually the superior of the two. Mm. To love them in action. And that's what we're called to do. You know, if, if you see a, a brother that's in need and, and you withhold from him, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yes, all of the, the, whatever feeling that you have... It should drive you to action to help somebody. Now, if if that action just turns out to be that somebody's just uh, you know a little frustrated about a minor uh, problem they've got at work and they just want to sit and vent to you, like you know what I mean? All right, fine. You know, I, th- but that's my action is I'm loving, I'm spending time with them. You know, um, but yes, I would say. Both are biblical. Just don't fall into the trap of empathy is king, right? Now, of course, there can be some value in empathy. Um, I'm not saying there's no value. Um, And the ability to empathize with others, see where they're coming from, to understand what they might be going through, what they might be feeling, putting yourself in their shoes, all that. Good. 
we just want to give this concept in its proper position. And it is not the, the peak of human virtue. So that's the general idea. Now, how do we disciple our kids in this? So first, I would say for the kids is just teach them the difference between the two. Yeah. Make sure they know. And then go through you know, the concept and the examples with them. I would say, uh, just to, to get them to understand it real quickly, give them the quicksand example. Mm-hmm. You know, or or tailor it to something else. You uh, you you see um, a, a dog that has fallen into a well, mm-hmm. and you hear him down there crying or whatever. Like empathy says, I'm gonna hop down in there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with no way to get out. Right, right. That's, yeah, and sympathy look. says, I'm gonna save this thing. Yeah, I I do feel sorry for him. I'm gonna save him. Mm-hmm. You know, sympathy says, I'm throwing a bucket down there attached to a rope, and I'm gonna try to get him in the bucket to pull. There it back you go, out. or yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's what I would say is the first thing is just teach them the concept and then give them like one of these illustrations so that they know. Mm-hmm. And then what you had something that you were going to say about? For yeah, the kids. I think it's just the uh, you know the proper context if you're if your kids in a class with another kid that is obviously not of the same thought pattern as our kids would be raised. To Let's be. use the hot button topic these days, like a kid who's struggling with gender stuff. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. So a young, young boy that's dressed up as a girl, maybe, or something like that. We're not saying that don't go over there and talk or have a conversation or build a relationship with that child. By all means, they should. Um, it's, I think what, what you're saying, and it seems to be very applicable is uh, don't be, so empathetic toward their situation that you're accepting of it. There you go. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where the line is, is, has really gotten, uh, it moved and, yeah. and it's wrong in the way that our society functions these days in that situation, they would say, well, you need to understand what he's thinking, what he's feeling, where he's coming from mm-hmm. so much so that you take his position. Yeah. Put your arm, put your arm around him, and have a conversation with him. Talk to him. Become yeah. his friend. Yeah, be a friend for sure. Yeah, um, but to speak truth. Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what I would say as far as kids. Um, they need to know the difference between the two. They need to know that what you're being told probably in school and um you know every, everything else that that empathy is like the the mountaintop of virtue yeah. and um you know you can do no better than to do that sure. and also they they're kind of being told that in order to do that you've got to accept someone else's worldview or tolerate it or you know whatever right um and so we, we say, no, that's wrong, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. the goal here would be to prepare kids for those types of scenarios, let them know, you know what's, what's coming and what is actually the right response, yep. and then kind of prepare them uh, for those conversations too. So hopefully that is helpful for you as you're raising your kids and uh, you as just you go about your daily life because, I mean, I, I know, Jordan, for me, like, I went many years before really ever like giving this another thought. Sure. Because on the surface, it's just like, oh yeah, we should be like, we should understand how somebody else is Mm -hmm. feeling. Right. Yeah. But, uh, it took 
it took me a long time before I started to see the, the flaw in the way it was being presented yeah. in, in our current culture. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. all right, guys, well, uh, thank you all for listening so much. We're, we'll wrap this one up and we will talk to you next week on Bulletproof Faith.